I am Madison Timmons. I'm Chris Susie. And we're paranormal specialists who live in the most haunted city on earth, Savannah, Georgia. Every day is Halloween in our line of work, so join us as we spin true tales of haunts, murders, and disturbing Savannah history. I'm Madison. I'm Chris. And, and welcome, welcome to the most haunted city on earth. Hello and welcome back to... That's okay. Well played. Yes. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the most haunted city on earth. My name is Madison Timmons. I'm Chris Susie. And I'm JT Timmons. And we are back from our various travels. JT and I just filmed um, some para-junkie exclusives up in Asheville and Chris was up in Montreal doing Canadian things. Bonjour. Bonjour. (laughs) (laughs) And so we are finally back in no longer in our pre-filmed episode era. So, yep, yep, yep. Uh, but that does mean we do have quite a few announcements. So, JT, do you want yeah. to go ahead and start that out? For sure. First, I would like to thank all the new para junkies who have joined the para junkie family. Um, I would love to thank. Let's see. Let's see. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start back a couple weeks ago. Uh, I would love to thank George Gay, Eric Withers, Stephanie, Kate Wilkerson, Ricky Tiki, Tavi. <laughs> uh, Madison Schroeder, Meg Laster, Eduardo Ortega, John Stevens, Tiffany Canetta, Brittany Jennings, Philip Dumas, Heidi Bullock, Alexis Limke, and Carilli Johnson, who joined five hours ago. There Ooh. you go. Oh, yeah. A lot of para junkies. We are growing this para junkie family, and absolutely for zero ads. And much more. Come on over. Be a pair junkie. And they also got lots of fun live streams while we were in Asheville. They got to uh, watch a uh, entity try to tell me to jump off a bridge. So yep. that was fun. Yep. Uh, alive. They got to see that. So, yeah, we did Helen's Bridge twice. Uh, it was supposed to only be one episode, but it ended up being an Estes method and the episode because it was just very active. So it was extremely active. And so we were like, we got to come back and do a live. Um, and, uh, if you want to see that, um, you can just go down, you can become a pair junkie, go down the feed and you can watch it back because YouTube live saves it all. Yep. Which is pretty cool. Absolutely. And also, we do have one big announcement, though. Yeah, two big announcements. Two big announcements. Yeah, yeah, two big announcements. Yes, before we get into the ghost mail, I promise we will get into the ghost mail. But uh, we actually are officially able to announce that we won Connect Savannah's Best Podcast. Yeah. The first ghost podcast to ever win that category. So that's pretty exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Surprising, though, being Savannah. Right? Yeah. I know, right? (laughs) You would think. You would think. You would think. But uh, so we wanted to say thank you guys to those who voted. Yes, thank we you so really, much. We really, really appreciate it because y'all really, really came through. I know Ashley Warner was out there corralling yeah. the the, yeah, the troops <laughs> to vote. So yes. Um, but yes, thank you guys so much for voting. We really appreciate it, and we will send you lots of photos from our gala that is on mm-hmm. Thursday. Mm-hmm. But yes. Yes, and Savannah Underground also won Bestita. Yes, and JT won yeah. Best Director. 
director. <laughs> Thanks. So, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So cool. All right. Um, just a really quick announcement. Uh, that our second big announcement is that the um, uh, head of tourism from Washington, Georgia, uh, hit us up and um, and wants us to come and kind of do a little bit of an investigation in their town, which is really really exciting. And so we are going to be doing that when Chris. <laughs> June fourth, fifth, and sixth. I keep saying the third to the fifth. I don't know. I don't know. There's a chance, yeah. and I'll, I'll have to double check. But I think I have done a ghost hunt in Washington. What? Interesting. In the hotel. No way. In oh that boy. hotel. So wow. I, 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 I'll have to like wow. do a little research. But I, I'm realizing uh, I stayed in a hotel, and it was in a in a town in Georgia that I wasn't really overly familiar with. Oh. It was like a grand old hotel, and in my hotel room. It had huge vaulted ceilings, really tall ceilings. And up in the corner of the ceiling on the wall was a door. Ooh. And it was like at least 12 feet to get to the door. And it was like, why is there a door? What is that door? Why is there a door? Why what door? Why? Why door? Why? Why door? Why? Why door? Why? Yeah. So we are going to be staying in the Fitzpatrick Hotel. Um, we're going to be telling, you know, we're going to be mainly telling the story of the the ghosts and the the history of the town. And then, you know, we'll we'll, we'll I might set up some live stream. We'll do a live, and uh, and you know, it's just going to be super chill and fun, and we're going to have a great time. So uh, definitely become a parent junkie to experience also, that we also owe the para junkies an overnight uh oh that's right we passed we 100 we so, do. So. now we're well past 100 now so yes. yeah we definitely do we definitely do um overnight is in like i gotta stay up all night because i uh, i get tired of 10 did we have one coming up at agatha's <laughs> yes we do still yeah. yeah oh gosh yes that is we another have a, we announcement have a lot going on, y'all we got so much going on like we're gonna be we're, but in the next That's couple like months week, we're gonna be bringing like you 20, hawaii 22nd so uh, next uh, monday. exclusives yeah yes. okay so next monday we are going to be doing an investigation i will most likely be going live there um it's it's kind of like exhilarating going live i don't I, i've never done it a lot but you know he's like it's enthralling, it's, it's enthralling. we're live on the <laughs> internet so. yes yes all right and let me go to real fast i want to go ahead and do the comment on the week this is on the episode that dropped actually today i thought this was really really interesting and it is from Angela Holt Designs. She commented on YouTube, I am from Adams, Tennessee. I got married at the church across from the Bell Witch Cemetery. Oh, oh yeah. Family is buried there. Went to school at the local school, etc., and I will never, ever visit the cave again. The photos, the feelings, the whole atmosphere surrounding the true story litters that entire one-stop light town. There are just some things that cannot be coincidences. Um, never again. I moved an hour away from that place. Wow. wow. Woo! So I love it. I love it. Thrilling. I know. It's like, I, honestly, when we started this, uh, when we started this, this show, I didn't, I, I had such a close, like a narrow um, understanding of, of the paranormal. And now through all of the people that comment on YouTube, because I read everything, you know, comment on YouTube, uh, talk on TikTok um, and, you know, tell their ghost stories uh, via ghost mail. I'm just like learning so much, you know, and I just love seeing the different perspectives and whatnot. So that's really cool. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Chris, do you have a, a ghost story that you brought back from uh, Canada? <laughs> So yeah, uh, when 
uh, my wife and I were looking for a place we wanted to, we were originally going to go to Europe, uh, but then uh, we was like, I don't know if we want to spend that much time on a plane. Um, so we, we did the next best thing. We went to uh, French Canada. Uh, we went into Montreal and then we went up into um, Quebec City. And in Quebec City, we stayed at a literal castle. This thing was stupid gigantic and we had no real idea like uh, I, I want to say TikTok was like oh, if you go to Quebec City you should go here and I was like okay and we looked <laughs> it up and it was reasonably priced and we're like sure they put us in the tip tippity tippity top attic like the, you could not go any Would further you in the up attic? yes we were <laughs> we were photo you remember yeah, we were in really... the attic of this uh, and it, so much so that it broke uh, my wife's mind that we were in the attic because every time we were down on the ground, she's like, it's impossible because when you look up, it's like, there's no way we're in that room because it's literally yeah. like, that's where you put the princess. You know? yeah. <laughs> that's, Which that, Megan you know, is. Yeah, exactly. Megan is and, the princess. And, and, Megan and is the princess. So uh, we're staying in this and, and anybody who's listening to this knows my, my theory on attics and basements. Oh, yeah. um, but we're there and it's like, well, you know, uh, how, you know, what's, the haunts of this place. And they're like, oh yeah, you're in the most haunted building in Quebec City. I was like, oh good, <laughs> tell me. So Quebec City was a fortified city. It, we're sitting right above the uh, the original grounds of the Chateau, which uh, that's the name of it, Chateau, Chateau Frontenac. And Frontenac was the name of the very first governor, mm. Comte de Frontenac. So Comte de Frontenac was the governor there. And the story they tell, highly suspect, this is not a true story, but, and, and I'll tell you why, but uh, people see this kind of cavalier guy from the 1700s, um, oh, actually, excuse me, 17th century, from the 17th century, moving around with his big feather hat and his sword, and, you mm-hmm. know, he hangs out in the ballroom, but he really has full, you know, uh, reign over the entire 600-room castle. <laughs> And people see him and they interact with him and he seems like a, a, a charming enough fellow. Um, but the story is that uh, on his deathbed, he, uh, he wanted to, um, to send his lover, uh, some people say fiance, some people say lover, in France, uh, his heart, his literal heart. Oh, he he, he I love that. requested that they so cut emo. it out of him. It's so emo. So they pull his heart out, yes. put it in an ornate box and send it to yes. France. It gets to France, and surprise, surprise, lady don't want it. Lady's like, ew. Um, oh. And I don't know that she was ew or if it was she was so heartbroken. And plus, I have to imagine two things. Thing one, it couldn't have smelled good. True. Well, yeah. Thing two, it's a human heart. You open it up, you see just this lump of organ. Yeah. And you're like, bull. No, thank you. So apparently, we don't know what happened to the heart after that. She probably put it in her chamber. She actually, no, she yeah. sent it back. <gasps> she said but return to sender. <laughs> basically, she sent it back. She's like, but, I don't want this. But we don't know where, where, where it ended up. Oh, my gosh. Um, but they the say that, that, he, that he's, you know, wandering the halls looking for his lost love. Wow. Uh, the problem was uh, he was that. married. Um, and his wife lived, you know, at the chateau. And so th- that uh, was slightly conflicting. He was also 90 years old. Mm-hmm. So it didn't seem like his, his, his love interest would necessarily have been as, uh, as all, all, all passionate as that. But it was an interesting story. I love and it. And it was one that people love to tell is that, you know, the, the Comte de Frontenac still haunts these halls, still wanders around the halls. Wow. 
it also this castle has a woman ghost, a woman in white, of course. Always. Um, Always. Who will climb into bed with men. Oh. And for anybody who's who's a Savannah uh, ghost story fan mm-hmm. will know that the 1790 has yep. a ghost that does exactly yes. that. Will 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 be very flirty and climb into bed with with men as they are trying to fall asleep. So I, I found wow. that interesting. That that that's just one of those brand stories. The 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 female ghost that climbs into bed with you, and then the very odd story of this. You know. He looked like a musketeer. You know, he had the big hat with the feather and the sword, and he was very dashing in all the pictures uh, because they were, of course, pictures of him when he was when he, in his 25. Youth. Yeah, when, yes. when, he was, when he was very heroic. Ha-ha! Uh-huh. Bonjour! And so, um, and intriguingly enough, the, the grounds are on top of his original chateau. So, like, his chateau had, had, had been demolished. But all over the grounds, they had these windows looking into the ground and you can see the original like rooms and original like uh the kitchen and all these things so they 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 kept the archive of his home and the bottom floor of the hotel is full of like plateware and cannonballs and all these things that they recovered from the site as they were building this ginormous hotel wow I love that story. Yeah. Madison, you know what I'm going to do now when I die. You're not going to cut your heart yep, yep, out yep, yep, and yep, send yep, it yep, to yep, me. Yep, 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 Listen, you're getting my heart. It's, you're getting it's, my a heart. Har- it's a lot harder to convince people to, to go along with plans like that. I love you it. Know, you need a shady friend who's like, no problem, boss. Listen, yeah, well, I, if you put it in your will, they'll most likely do it, right? No. No. <laughs> it's you illegal. Know, that's it's, not. So it's absolutely illegal. It's my heart, and I get to, I say where it goes, and You're it's donating. going to my wife. When you die, it is no longer your heart. You don't get to claim what? any ownership over anything because you're dead. Well, well my words. <laughs> and, you know, it's it's funny because I, I actually saw on TikTok this girl, the, uh, I think yesterday, she said, if I don't find a lover who, if he betrays me when he after he proposes, he has to take the dagger that he proposed to me with, cut out his heart, and send it to me in an ornate box. I think it's fascinating that you just brought this up. Oh, the that is interesting. That yes. is. And I was like, there's people who want this, and maybe she should have married, or maybe she's the woman reincarnated. You maybe. Or who yeah. knows? It's, it's very difficult to tell because that kind of romanticism, that level of romanticism, yeah. I want you to have my heart. You know, it's like... Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> write me a nice letter. I, you know, I, write I write a lovely that's, letter. That's my style. That's, that's too emo. That's, dude, that's that a little too emo for me. It's style. gross, man. It's gross. Yeah. Well, if you Meat haven't... smells terrible. Listen, listen. If you are listening to this podcast right now, I want you to go on Amazon and I want you to buy Sarah Kane's Complete Works. If you enjoyed that story, <laughs> you need to do that because she's my hero and that's exactly her she's style. She's all about... Yes. She Sending is, people body parts. Well, I mean, it, she would you, also be about. By that. the time you're done, I want you to email Ghostmail and just tell me what you thought of A's <laughs> monologue. That's all I want. All right, here we go. Oh, jinkies. jinkies, jinkies is right. indeed. Okay, here we go. All right, this is from Ryan Davis. Ryan, he says, "Alrighty, so this is going to be long, so I hope that it will be okay." 
this isn't just one story. This is every ghostly experience I've had from start to present time. Wow. And I will say, y'all, that he uh, sent in six stories. And just to kind of like keep up with all the ghost mail, I'm going to be breaking those up uh, throughout episodes. Uh, so I'm going to do the first two. Okay. All right. Very short backstory because it will explain some points. I was raised by my grandmother. My mother was slash is still in my life, but yeah. Oh, I'm from Frederick, Fred, Fredericksburg, Virginia. Hint some of my experiences. Ha ha. So here we go. Number one, my earliest memory was, goodness, I don't even know how old I was, but I remember I was still in a crib or maybe a toddler type bed. I must have been maybe two-ish. Anyways, I remember waking up. My door was open and I saw a figure at my doorway. Then it entered my room and it had clothing on like a clown. Yeah. I mean, oh. (laughs) He's like, delightful. But the face was a man with no makeup on, but had the most evilish glare and smile. Then I started screaming and crying. My grandmother and mom ran in, picked me up and cuddled me. I remember pointing at my door saying, bad man. Years later, I must have been 10. I was going through my mom's wedding book. By the way, I've never met my real father nor saw a picture of him. He ran out on my mom before I was born. When I got to a picture of my mom and my father, I stopped. I remember that exact moment when I was two-ish and realized that was the face of the clown. So I'm thinking this father. I asked my grandmother and mom if they remembered that, and they both said, yep, sure do. They said that I keep uh, saying bad man and pointing at the door, and I was hysterical. What, uh, what is that, and how could it be? I still think of that and how creepy it is. Mm. That's story number one of his. It's amazing. Well, the first question, frightening. I think, comes down to whether or not your father was dead at the point right. of, that, uh, yep. of that vision. Uh, because, A, a person doesn't necessarily have to be dead to haunt a place. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially a high traumatic uh, experience or high traumatic emotional responsiveness to it. Mm-hmm. Um, if he had passed, he very well could <laughs> be straight up haunting. Um, the clown outfit rains, r- raises questions because a clown outfit, and <laughs> I almost want to say that I've, I don't even like diving into this not notion, but I think there is a shape-changing spirit that its natural form. Well, I guess that's where it kind of comes into play. Right. It's a clown, but it can change its face. Yeah. Because that whole concept of changing your face is a very clownish thing. So I don't know where to, where to, where, where to steer you one way or the other, except to say, if you had seen the face um, in your early, early childhood before your memories were really solidified, it's possible that you had that your mind was able to furnish a spirit with a face, mm-hmm. uh, one that caused trauma to your family. Uh, it may not have been the spirit of your father as much as it had been a a, a parasitic entity yep. rifling through your brain for right. a look that would elicit the right response. That's kind of where my brain goes. Because, I mean, I know that you said that your dad left before, like, you could even remember anything but 
it very well could have been if your dad has that like creepy of a face you know it's um just stick out <laughs> it does it does stick with a person i think that it wasn't his dad as at all and i think that demons are investors i think that they are so malicious that they're like on the ted bundy maliciousness and what I mean by that is like they are they go further than what the average person can even think of doing and I think that potentially that was an investment I think that that was a moment where I'm like this is gonna where he, I'm like the demons like this is going to burn itself into your mind and years from now I don't know when you're going to know that It'll your dad right. it's right. gonna pay off so right. good and I think that that's what that was I think sure. it was investing investing mm -hmm. yeah you know those demon scare stock exchanges <laughs> I, hey you know i i don't know that's what i that's what that i is think interesting, is though i think they're i think they're on that 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 level of maliciousness that we aren't able to even uh a lot of people some people can obviously because they're horrible but you know that we the can't average even, person right the average person right. like us we're not going to be able to understand it um all right here we go story number two let me get a, a swig of water, wet my whistle. My mom and stepdad moved to a place that used to be a Confederate campsite right outside of Chancellorsville Battlefield. I was about six years old. I was sleeping in my room and I was woken up suddenly by what I felt like something falling on the end of my bed. Then I literally felt like it was someone, uh, felt like someone was just jumping on my bed. I did what probably all kids do and I buried my head in the pillow and pulled my sheets over my head. It wouldn't stop so I ran into my mom's bedroom and got in bed with her. I finally fell asleep. Then I woke up I was a little confused because I thought my mom was still in bed with me because I was cuddling my mom. Then actually, I opened my eyes and my arm was suspended in the air and there was an impression as someone was laying there. I got up as quick as I could and ran into the kitchen uh, where my mom was cooking breakfast. Next time I came to visit her, I wanted to sleep in the living room because of everything that happened. My mom and stepdad went to bed and then I fell asleep on the couch. It must have been midnight and I was woken up by someone crying. I opened my eyes to a lady in white. Ah. Lady in a white gown. Yep. Why does this happen? The, the themes I swear. Are, are starting already. Literally. Wow. Looked to be a vintage looking wedding dress sitting on the uh, couch across from me crying and a man standing next to her looked to be comforting this lady. I closed my eyes through the covers over my head and hummed something until I fell asleep again. I honestly never came back again while they lived there. Wow. Yeah. Creepy stories. Very creepy. You know, the theme of the, the lady in white seems to be what we're going to Climbing go. into bed. Yep. Yeah, climbing into bed. Well, Unbelievable. It, it sounds almost like, gosh, it sounds a little bit like, a, not necessarily a residual haunting, but in that realm of, you know, you might have just been catching a moment. The witnessing. Yeah, what, right. what, what was seen definitely sounds like a residual haunting. Mm -hmm. What was felt and experienced definitely sounded like... Uh, a an intelligent haunt, like right. it was, it yes, was, it yes. was definitely trying to achieve something specific. 
Um, and this is odd, but and no no offense to you, Ryan. Uh, are we sure Ryan's a boy? Yes. I, okay. I, Just making sure because yeah, he himself a he. Oh yeah. Making sure only because I've heard this story a few times, but every time it had been a girl. Really mm-hmm. interesting. Huh. The being in bed and cuddling with a parent figure. I've mm. heard. I want to say at least three times. Wow. But it was always it was always a girl who was telling me the story. Wow. Okay. Well, that's um, super creepy. Ryan, you should watch uh, Grave Dancers if you haven't already. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I'm sorry. Okay. Oh, Here we go. I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry. All right. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is from Sarah Tremblay. We have, um, she is titled a ghost mail and hometown haunting. This is actually um, a, uh, a good time to kind of announce our next uh, segment. It's called hometown hauntings. Um, she sent this in because she is a para junkie and um, we are doing a segment where we're asking para junkies to send in their hometown hauntings, like the most famous or they're just, the, just whatever they want about uh, their hometown. Um, specifically so we just thought that would be a really cool thing and then we're going to do them uh, publicly we're going to do the the episode publicly we haven't gotten enough yet to uh, do a couple episodes so I'm just I'm letting them pile up so I won't read the hometown haunting but uh, ghost mail here we go all right right. hello I apologize in advance if this is super wordy email if I am anything in this life it is not concise (laughs) I have a ghost story and a hometown haunting I have a few, actually. I have generational Salem, Massachusetts roots uh, through my mom's side, straight from our ancestors, came over from Poland, and my mom has some downright crazy stories, including a pretty gnarly haunting of her ex-boyfriend's apartment that she still points out every time I drive with her into the city. So. Wow. Yeah. Maybe we should have your mom on the podcast. Right. We could do that. All right. The first ghost story I want to share with you is the one that generally gives everyone I have told it to the heebie-jeebies and really upset my folks when I was a child. You'll understand why in a second. And yes, I do feel very badly about it now as an adult and have apologized for it because it's a trigger warning for infant loss. Oh, no. So when I was a child, I had a recurring dream that stayed with me until I was in middle school and was gone by the time I entered high school. The dreams were almost identical. In them, I would be approached by a boy who was always a few years older than me. Often he'd be crying and repeating something along the lines of, my sister, I've missed you. I've been wanting to meet you. I say almost identical because there would always be one very specific change. The boy who called me his sister would age up with me, always staying a few years older than me, like he was growing up with me. 
I can't really remember much else we discussed, if anything, but I was always left with this lingering feeling after I woke up that I wasn't actually the eldest child of the family. I don't know how else to describe it. I never really felt like I fit in. I've been sensitive to spirits for as long as I can remember, and my mom's told me some downright harrowing things that made me think at one point in my toddler years I was possessed, like quoting what the doctor said at the hospital during my traumatic birth. I was a creepy kid. <laughs> Ditto. Understood. But I always felt like the middle child, and it used to actually make me upset to be called the oldest by my family. I vividly remember at one point in my childhood asking my mother, point blank, insert cringe here, where is my older brother? If you gave him up, I'm not upset with you, but I'd like to meet him. He's come to me in dreams, and he feels real, and I want to see him. I remember the look of abject horror on my mother's face and how upset my father was when she told him and he scolded me to never ask her that again. That I had no brother and I needed to drop it. Now, here's where things, uh, here's where there's a surprising plot twist. I had largely forgotten about the dreams and the search for the older brother that no one spoke of by the time I was in college. I was in a pretty unhealthy relationship situation at the time and the one and one day, my father called and said he was in town and wanted to meet for lunch. My stomach dropped because he seemed so serious, I initially assumed the worst, that someone in my family had passed. I was half right-ish. He proceeded to disclose over lunch that he, ma he was married before my mother and the relationship had dissolved after losing their first child. I had heard whispers among the family and my mother's wish of having a son never came true and uh, never coming true was a curse of some, uh, some kind. Let me go ahead and restart that one. I had heard whispers among the family that my, mother's, uh, that my father's wish of having a son never coming true was a curse of some kind. Catholic family doesn't believe in divorce. I'm guessing it's a source of such belief. And suddenly, all the memories of my recurring dreams came rushing back. He never confirmed the gender of the child loss, but I had this sick feeling in my stomach that it was the brother that came to see me in my dreams, that in a sense grew up beside me either uh, because I believed in him so fiercely he got stuck and he wanted so badly to have lived and uh, lived he stayed. Maybe because of my traumatic birth and almost dying. He was waiting around to help me cross to the other side, but I survived and he got stuck. Perhaps I no longer see him because he's finally let go and moved on. I'm not really sure. But have you ever heard of something like this happening? A deceased half-sibling reaching out to the family they never had. I'd be interested to know if I'm not the only one and what your thoughts are on this. I've also had dreams that become very intense deja vu moments or outright come true. And I've had other experiences with deceased family, in particular my maternal grandfather, who I believe is one of my guardian spirits. So maybe this is just how my personal sensitivity developed from childhood until now. I truly have no idea. I just kind of roll with the experiences. It adds a little spice to my life in the if I don't laugh, I'll cry kind of way, LOL. Sure. sure. You know, it's, um, it's not the first time I've ever heard of a 
child who didn't make it to birth coming back and visiting. Because when you get to that level, you know, and a lot of people have the belief that the spirit, uh, the child's soul, if you will, chooses where they go. Sure. And so it's, you hear this a lot with um, people who lose a child uh, right after birth or whatnot, and they'll have them come visit you in your dreams. A lot of times dreams are when people are the most susceptible and most open to encountering it. So it doesn't surprise me that this would happen. Um, You know, that your brother might have been trying to almost feel like he was he had an opportunity to live by living vicariously through you. And that's why you were still seeing it grow with you because you were giving him that attention. You knew that he was your brother and you knew he was your older brother. So when we start attributing these things to a spirit, they're going to take them on. And so it makes sense. It, it You're not crazy is basically what I'm yeah. saying. It's, no. You know, it's not an uncommon and we've, thing. We've we've heard of of infant death uh, leading to spirits that grow and age. Um, that is not an uncommon story. People have stated that they they'd heard that. There's a, a belief that before coming to this plane of existence through birth, that we make decisions. We choose where we're going to come. And, and, and like you said, we know, we even know that death might be, you know, in utero or shortly after birth, but your purpose, your function uh, in inhabiting that life are lessons that you can learn and lessons that you impart upon the, the environment around you. Uh, you are fulfilling a need. Um, and sometimes that spiritual need does extend past the life that you have on this plane. You can stay and continue to grow and learn in spirit form. Um, and, you know, that is, that is a, a type, I think there's a book called Many Masters, Many Servants. And that is about the idea of, of how our souls uh, continue to learn regardless of our physical ability or, you know, because we continue on in the spiritual form with a pattern of learning and a pattern of growth. And it's possible that the purpose of your brother was to help prepare you for a life of seeing and feeling right. and, and being present. Uh, perhaps a, an intermediary guide uh, until your paternal um, or maternal father, grandfather passed to become your true spirit guide. You know, there's, right. there's a lot of, of possibilities mm-hmm. as to what would furnish a spirit's time and why they would come to you uh, and why they would grow, why you would see them and they would be older because they are growing with you through your experiences. Um, and not just vicariously, they are, they, are, they are beside you taking in everything with that, you know, two-year head start. Absolutely. You know, and also in the regard that you had such a traumatic birth and like you, how you almost passed it, that happens a lot with people, you know, when they have near death experiences, they suddenly become more psychically attuned and, you know, it's, it makes sense, especially because you were not yet affected by your environment, that it would be hyper present in your personality, in your life. If you, 
had that moment. So it's not surprising that you have all these paranormal experiences now, especially because you've had your entire life to accept it and grow with it. So if anything, it is only going to get stronger with time, Mm -hmm, but yeah, it's, um, and and don't apologize, you know, for being upfront about these experiences because they are important to you. And, um, you know, it's sometimes paranormal experiences can be hard for people, especially when it involves loved ones who have passed and things like that. But you were a child. You had no idea at the, that point what <laughs> what was going on. Um, yeah. it's, it's not harmful to ask questions as a child. Oh. Just sometimes people react. Well, react. Yeah. You know, it, it just is what it is. But it is a special type of paranormal experience to, you know, be able to have those types of bonds with a sibling you never got to meet. So, yep. Yeah. You hear it a lot with twins, especially. Twins. You, you know, hear that a lot, yeah. With twins that one passes in the womb and the other lives on where they'll still experience their twin and things like that. Or, um, you know, even before uh, they become fully formed in the womb, you know, mm-hmm people will say like, oh, I had a twin or things yeah. like that. So, you know, it, it's like I said, it's not uncommon. So, but it is special for sure. Absolutely. All right. Love that. And uh, yep, the hometown haunting, that'll be featured on the uh, first episode uh, that we do with that. All right. So uh, this next story is uh, from actually one of our newer uh, pair junkies, Ricky Tiki, um, Rikisha. And let's see, it is titled Creepy Stuff That Has Happened in My Life. Oh boy. All right, let's get into it. First off, let me say how much I love you guys and the show. Thank you. Thank you. We love you too. Yes, same. So the first story is short, but really weird. This happened in 2006. Me and my, uh, me, and my at the time boyfriend moved into our first apartment. We were 19 and excited to be out on our town. I always felt weird vibes when I would be home. It always sounded like someone was in the bathroom and when I would go check, no one would be there. Then out of nowhere, the toilet uh, started flushing on its own. Whoa, that's, that's weird. And I knew it was flushing because whenever I would go and check, I would see the water filling back up in it. Then one day I was in the bedroom sleeping when my boyfriend rushed in the room and asked me, how did I just walk past the kitchen? Uh, Oh, asked me, did I just walk past the kitchen? And I said, no. He said that he was looking down, washing dishes, and he saw a shadow figure walk past the kitchen towards the bedroom where I was. We both were freaked out about it, but nothing ever happened after that. Fast forward to 2011, and me, my cousin, and her boyfriend were sharing a house together, and it always felt creepy to all of us. The heat would never work. Like, it was literally always cold. The landlord had to send someone out on four to five different occasions to fix it, and it would work for a day or less, then it would go back out. There was another time when one of my friends came over and it was late and we were all asleep and she got up to go to the bathroom and when she came out, she went to ev- uh, she went to everyone's um, room and asked, were we at, 
uh, where we at the bathroom door because she saw someone peeking through the crack of the door. Side note, uh, the bathroom door didn't close at all the way because it was closed enough to have privacy, but it was closed enough to have privacy. We all told her no and was kind of freaked out about it because all of our friends would never sleep in the room by the bathroom and they were so scared to where they would sleep in the room with us. We called one of my cousins who was sensitive to the paranormal and she said that it may be something attached to the house or to one of us. We eventually moved from there and nothing else happened. Fast forward to 2022 and my youngest son was sleeping in the bed with me and my boyfriend came over at the at like six in the morning and we were just talking. My son woke up and saw my boyfriend there and he asked him why he was just standing in the door watching me in him sleep. My boyfriend looked confused and said that he hadn't been here until now. My son proceeded to say that he saw someone standing in the doorway in all black just staring at us and that he couldn't move or talk to wake me up, but he was trying to. Mind you, at the time my son was only five or six and it sounds like he was having sleep paralysis and that wasn't the first time uh, he said that happened to him. He also used to talk to my dad who passed when I was seven. So he never met him. He only seen pictures of him. This was when he was like two to three and he would be talking in a dark room. And when we asked who he was talking to, he would say, Papa, what does any of this mean? I've had a few other instances uh, where I would feel or hear something or someone in the room with me at night, but when I looked, I never saw anything. Sorry for the long email, but I finally have somewhere where I can talk about it without sounding crazy, LOL. Sure. No, you definitely don't sound crazy. No. You definitely don't sound crazy. And I actually love this because to me, for a kid, I've never heard of a kid having sleep paralysis. Yeah. So yeah. to me, whenever I talk to people about hags, you know, and all of that, they're like, you know, they, they might mention sleep paralysis, but they're like, I don't see the hag. You know, I just, I just have sleep paralysis and, and this just proves because it's from the mouth of babes mm -hmm. that this kid saw the hack. Mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, an adult could be lying. Kids don't lie like that. Yeah. So, and, well, and especially something that specific. The, the thing about like seeing a figure under sleep paralysis is that you are subject to the interpretation mm -hmm. of what's around you because mm -hmm. a lot of people will, will suggest that the, that seeing a figure is a part of the panic setting in a, a type of paranoia that gets set off in your mind mm -hmm. that allows you to make shapes, to make things, to basically be in a waking dreamlike state. Um, but either way, what, what, what it sounds like is, uh, is it Ricky? Yep. Ricky. Ricky. <laughs> uh, seems like a, uh, a sort of a nexus point mm -hmm. you know it it's it's likely that you and then by extension anyone who is around you right is yep. going to uh have these events and these experiences um and that's it's not terribly abnormal but it seems to be a question of a heightened sensitivity on your part mm -hmm. and then uh, a series of locations that had some juju to them, right? And 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 when you when you combine those things, it can 
and of course, you know, hereditary, you know, it will yeah. pass, you know, to your children. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it, it's, it's interesting because there's, there's almost a textbook sensation to it, yes. mm-hmm. you know, which is that you are, um, uh, resonating at a, at a level that allows spirits to have more presence, mm-hmm. more ability to show themselves, you know, because if it was just in one location, you could say that that location has a very strong spirit, but the fact that it seems to follow you around yeah. right. uh, suggests that it's it's probably you just have an amplifying effect on supernatural energy around you and it allows, you know, uh, family members or people close to you to also witness and, and see it because you're, you're amplifying. Right. Mm-hmm. I was thinking the same thing, you know, but also I completely agree about the hereditary thing. I mean, you said that you have a cousin, I believe is what they said was, mm-hmm. um, who was, uh, spiritually inclined and things like that. So clearly it runs in your family in yeah. a way. So it just, you all might have different types of abilities. Right. Um, especially since your child is having encounters, which isn't uncommon for children to have paranormal encounters. So maybe as he gets older, you'll see how those Mm -hmm. develop. But, you know, it definitely, it makes sense that it would be just, you just naturally attract the spirits or, because it doesn't sound like anything super overtly negative. It's just they're just being a little rambunctious around you, yes. which can happen. Although, um, for, you know, fear so, of evoking his name, uh, it definitely sounds like a hat man scenario. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. The, I thought the that Watching too. from the door frame. You know, the, the concept of watching from the door frame, it's such a uh, very peculiar and, like, eerie sensation. Right. But that that we've we've found it attributable many, many times to the entity identified as, as hat man. So mm-hmm. it's, it's one of those things where it's like, he saw somebody all in black yep. and entire shadow standing outside the door watching. Um, and that is a, a fascinating thing because even your boyfriend saw a shadow figure pass through the door, you know, mm-hmm. across the door frame headed towards the bedroom. Um, still staying on the outskirts, on the thresholds, the outer thresholds of any doorway, uh, which plays into a lot of different superstitions, by the way. There's a lot of people who believe that actual archways and doorways keep you protected. Right. You know, keep spirits. Spirits can't actually cross that threshold without invitation or, you know, yeah. uh, connection. So interesting. I'm very interested in, 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 in the stories, but I do think that, yeah. that it sounds like you're just, um, you're just resonating, you know. Absolutely. I think uh, I think I'm, I'm voting for Hag instead of instead of Hatman. Well, because because she even said it, it felt like he he was undergoing sleep paralysis. Oh well, yeah. I mean, but, but Hatman is actually a part of sleep paralysis too. What? Yeah. What? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Hag. Yes. Hatman sides. Hag. So the difference between a Hag and like the processes is that the Hag uh, approaches you. Yeah, attacks. Mm-hmm. It climbs on you. Mm-hmm. A lot of people will feel the pressure on their chests yeah. and, and being pushed into the bed. Um, whereas the figure in the corner that doesn't move or the figure yeah. outside the door, and I'm not saying that that's Hatman, I'm saying that that's a watcher versus a doer. doer. Right. Okay. A, a, a hag is interactive, whereas a watcher seems to, to exclusively watch okay. um, for whatever reason. Um, and... Uh, 
and I almost think that in hag sleep paralysis, it's oftentimes the figure first, then the notice that they can't move. Right. Versus noticing you can't move and then looking and seeing a figure. It's a, I feel something on me and I can't move. Exactly. Yeah. Hags, hags are tricky creatures. And now, granted, hags can be generational as well. So, Absolutely. you know, it, it's not impossible yeah. that it could be something like that. But sure. yeah, I, I think I'm a little bit more inclined that it might be an entity in the realm of the hat man. Yeah, I, I call them watchers. Uh, the reason why I, I said hat man was just because that's something that we've talked about For a, a lot. For simplicity's sake, yeah. For simplicity's sake. But I think there are watchers. Watchers being spirits that are oftentimes either outside your house, like looking through the window, outside the, the threshold of a door, looking through the doorway. Um, and they generally cannot approach. For, right. And I don't know why. I have no answer to that. I just know that there are certain entities that seem to be confined to the other side of the threshold. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys so much for sending in your ghost mail. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you have a ghost story that you want to send us, go ahead and send it to ghostmail at hauntedcitypodcast.com. Also, if you have uh, questions, you can utilize our Q&A button on TikTok for our Q&A segment. But if you don't have TikTok, that's totally fine. You can send it over at Ghostmail as well. Just put questions in the subject line. But with that, my name is Madison Timmons. I'm Chris Susie. And stay spooky, y'all.